your Locked On Hurricanes, your daily podcast on the Carolina Hurricanes, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And as always, you can find the show on Twitter and Instagram at LO underscore Hurricanes. Myself on Twitter at Jared Ellis underscore 96. And don't forget to rate the show five stars on whatever streaming platform you are listening on. And in today's episode, we will be recapping the Hurricanes previous game against the Vegas Golden Knights. This was the Hurricanes first of four games in Less than a week, six days as a matter of fact. And they got off to a really good start. They ended up winning this game 4-3 to three in overtime. This was only the fifth time a Hurricanes game has gone into overtime this season. Crazy to think about. Obviously, there will be more to come. But, you know, you look at the Hurricanes record right now. Currently sitting at a 28-9-2 record with 58 points. Crazy to think about that they've only had five games go into overtime. And the thing is, you look at that record, 28-9-2, they're in third place in the Metro. They're behind Pittsburgh and the New York Rangers. Given those teams have played more than them, the Hurricanes have only played 39 games as of this recording, whereas Pittsburgh has played 42 and the Rangers have played 43 so that makes a little bit more sense there. But yeah, crazy to think about the Carolina Hurricanes are still in single digit regulation losses. Crazy to think about. But getting back into this Vegas game, Vegas came out really, really strong in this game. And the Hurricanes, they were really stuck in their own zone and couldn't get out. Vegas very much appeared to still have some momentum coming out of their previous game the night before, which was a one nothing shutout shutout win over the Washington Capitals. So they still had some momentum going and they're leading the Pacific Division for a reason. They're they're a really, really good team. They've faced adversity this season. They battled through it all. And because at the beginning of the season they were definitely towards the bottom. And you know, they've battled back, and like I said, they currently lead the Pacific Division, and for good reason, because they are a very good team, and this was a very tightly contested game where, you know, the Hurricanes, they had leads in this game, but it never truly felt like games in recent memory, like the game against the Rangers or some of these other games where the Hurricanes, they were clearly on top in this game. That wasn't the case in this one. It it very much felt like this is one that could go either way at any moment. Even when the Hurricanes are up 3-1, to it still felt like, all right, this could go either way at any particular moment. And the first period thankfully the hurricanes were able to end up getting out of their own zone and start getting them some things going and one thing i did like about this first period was the hurricanes defense because they were able to limit vegas to just five shots in the entire first period two of those end up coming in the first three minutes 
alone. So you look at the entire rest of the 17 minutes. I believe my math is correct there. Not a math major for very obvious reasons. Uh, but you know they end up just getting three shots in 17 minutes. It's crazy to think about. And kudos to the Carolina Hurricanes defense for that. And yeah, you know, this was very much how I expected the entire game to be very back and forth and not one where there was a extended period of time where one team had the overwhelming advantage given Vegas. They definitely had the advantage at, at the start of the game. Thankfully the hurricanes, like I said, were able to bounce back and Freddie didn't allow any goals there, kept it tied. And we ended up that first period ending tied doesn't seem like that happens very often for the Hurricanes, uh, especially with it being goose eggs as well. It usually always seems like the Hurricanes get at least one goal. Most of the time, you do have games like the game on New Year's Day against the Blue Jackets and, and stuff like that where the Hurricanes don't necessarily score in the first period. But it does seem like more often than not, the Hurricanes are always racking up at least one goal in the first. So it was... A bit odd to see this period end in goose eggs, but thankfully the Hurricanes, they did end up opening up in the scoring in the second period, and we will talk about that right after this. It's a new year, and that means New Year's resolutions. If yours is about getting fit or eating healthier, make sure you include Built Bar in your plan. Built Bar is the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. Heck, maybe even better than a candy bar. Built Bar is covered in 100% chocolate, and most Built Bars contain only 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. Compare that to a candy bar, which usually has around 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar, and dozens of net carbs. Built Bar has so many amazing flavors for you to choose from, ranging from coconut almond, peanut butter brownie, raspberry, cookies and cream, salted caramel, mint brownie, and many more. In fact, Built is always coming out with new limited time flavors, so make sure you are checking Built.com often to see what's new. And right now, you can go to Built.com and use promo code LOCKED15 and get 15% off your order when you use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. Now, the second period is where the Carolina Hurricanes ended up opening up the scoring. Nino Niederreiter ended up opening it up, and Vincent Trocek ended up adding another. And both of those goals came within 57 seconds, less than a minute. Crazy to think about how the Hurricanes can do this. And it's uh, it was definitely one that it definitely felt like, all right, you know, we... We've got something going for us now. We, we're getting a bit of momentum going our way. And I think that was really, really good for the Hurricanes. Because, it, like I said, this was a game where it felt like neither team was really able to gain a really dominant handle on the game. Because, yeah, the Hurricanes were up. Two, two goals to none in, in, frankly, the majority of the second period because Nino scored at 444, Trocek scored at 541. Like I said, less than a minute there. And 
Nolan Patrick ended up scoring at 18-15 in the second period to end up cutting that lead in half. But like I said, this is one where, you know, yeah, the Hurricanes ended up having the lead, obviously the entire period, but, you know, 2-0 lead. But it never truly felt like, all right, you know, this the game's done. It's done, you know? Whereas, you know, you look at, again, just the most recent game of memory being like that, the New York Rangers game. The Hurricanes really had a pretty dominant hold on that game for the large majority of it. And, and not even really the large majority because pretty much the entire game, the Hurricanes ended up having pretty good stranglehold on that game. There were a couple times in that game where it felt like New York was gaining some momentum, but never really anything that could put him over the edge and then before that you had that seven to one victory in Boston where the game was over in the first period that wasn't like this in this game it felt like at any moment Vegas could just come back and you know end up tying it up and of course they did in the third period which is one where it was definitely a nail biter to put it lightly because the golden knights they're they're not that team that we saw at the beginning of the season when we ended up going on that road trip that west coast road trip it, they're not that same team they they're the pacific division leaders for a reason and they're a damn good team and this was one where like i said it never felt like it was truly in hand for the hurricanes and Getting into the third period, Sebastian Aja was able to put the Hurricanes up three to one in the third period, and that was one that ended up coming on a power play goal. And we'll talk more about that power play goal, what it meant for the team, and the rest of the third period right after this quick break. Bet Online would like to wish you a happy new betting year as we continue our march to the playoffs and beyond. BetOnline remains your number one spot for all of the best sports wagering action for 2022. New year comes a new updated desktop and mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. All you have to use is the promo code LOCKEDON to get started with that 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. From football, basketball, hockey, boxing, UFC, and right down to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for 2022. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all of your favorite sports. Bet Online, where the game starts. Now, as I mentioned, that power play goal from Sebastian Ajo was a real difference maker because in the preview for the game, I said that special teams would likely be making the difference here. And Sebastian Ajo ended up getting us our lone power play goal for the game. The Hurricanes ended up going 1 for 5 on the power play, whereas Vegas went 0 for 3. And you can look at that's what made the difference. Because had Ajo not scored on the power play, Vegas ended up scoring 2 in the third period that ended up tying it up. Had they not scored on or had the hurricanes not scored on the power play three two vegas and that power play goal is definitely one that made a big difference in this game 
And that's why I keep saying with pretty much every game, a one of my keys to success is always capitalizing on special team opportunities because this is a game this right here is why I always say special teams power play is a key to victory because that one goal made the difference. It did, given you could obviously argue Nino's goal made the difference. Trocek's goal made the difference. You could obviously argue any one of those, of course. But when you look at the Hurricanes going 1 for 5 on the power play, Vegas going 0 for 3, power play and special teams is what really made the difference because we were able to capitalize on one of those opportunities that was presented to us, whereas Vegas, not so much. And given Vegas ended up getting some momentum going because Vegas ended up tying it up about five minutes later. Well, not tying it up five minutes later, but the Hurricanes, they had their lead for about five minutes or so, and Vegas ended up tying it up in just over four minutes. They scored two goals in a span of four minutes and 22 seconds. Crazy to think about. You look at what we did at the start of the second period, uh, scoring two goals back-to-back, and they end up tying the game in very quick fashion as well, proving, again, why they are the Pacific Division leaders, why they are a team to really be reckoned with. And thankfully that Frederick Anderson, he was able to step up and make some really, really big saves for the team to prevent them from ended up taking the lead and Vegas leaving with the win. Thankfully, again, that's why we love our goaltender, Frederick Anderson. He is an all-star for a reason. He proved it in that game against Vegas because he was a real difference maker in that final stretch there with maintaining the tie for the Hurricanes and coming up big in overtime as well because you look in overtime, Overtime is always one that everyone is biting their nails, sitting on the edge of their seat. Heck, halftime, not even sitting down. They're standing up. Both teams ended up having two shots on goal in overtime. And thankfully, you know, the Hurricanes, they were able to capitalize on a very costly mistake by Vegas where Andre Sveshnikov, he was able to end up getting the puck, capitalizing on that turnover from Vegas and end up setting up Sebastian Ajo for the game winner. Hurricanes end up getting the game winner at home. And actually, fun fact, with Sebastian Ajo scoring that game winner, he is now the franchise leader in overtime goals with seven overtime game-winning goals. Crazy stuff to think about, and he's... Not arguably not even in the prime of his career yet. Crazy stuff to think about. The kid is so good. And like I said at the start of the season, we're going to be seeing the return of all-star Sebastian Ajo. And we have very, very much seen that this year so far. You look at him. He's number one in the team in goals with 19. He's number two on the team in assists with 25, leading the team in points with 44 points. And like I said, all-star for a reason. We love to see it. Can't wait to see what he does tonight 
up in Ottawa. Going to be great, great stuff from Sebastian Ottawa. But this game, like I said, it wasn't perfect. The the Hurricanes, they weren't able to like truly have a stranglehold on this game where you knew it was going to be over before that final horn sounds. And you got to keep wondering why Ethan Bear keeps getting scratched. We'll see how that ends up being in the Ottawa game, whether or not we end up seeing him return to the lineup. I think we may. Brendan Smith has not been the greatest. I, I've said that in several episodes already that he's one that he kind of looks a bit out of place it, at times, and you kind of wonder what what it's going to take for Rod Brendamore to finally say, all right, Smith, you're coming out. Bear, you're going back in. We'll see how that goes with the Ottawa game. I think it's been past time for it to happen. And you just happen to scroll through social media, whether it be Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. A lot of people are feeling the same exact way. And Ethan Bear needs to be getting in here because Brendan Smith just ain't cutting it. And honestly, a big issue for this game was also too many giveaways the, the hurricanes they were giving away the puck way way too many times for my liking in this game especially against a team like vegas and it, it this isn't like the first time it's happened but uh, a game like this where it's very it could go either way at any particular moment i you we need to we need to really get that kind of stuff under control given we got the win and, and that's great. It is, but that was just one of those little tiny things that yeah, that you're not always going to win the game when you're doing stuff like that because one of those very well end up could could lead to a goal for Vegas and you look at a team like that's had our number in the past like Tampa like Boston. Yes, we have beat Boston twice and beat the brakes off of them at that. But a team that has been our kryptonite, again, like Boston, like Tampa, do that against them? You never know. This could end up the other way in overtime. And Vegas ends up winning 4-3 to in overtime. You just never know. And that's just a little something I want the Hurricanes to work on a little bit more with puck control puck management but it as a whole it hasn't been a big issue this season uh, early on eh, not great but it has gotten better as the season's worn on and it's not something that i'm overly concerned about moving forward i think eh, just one of those games you know stuff like that happens and it happens to the best of us you know and yeah, I, I just want the Hurricanes keep just keep that in mind and just work a little bit more with puck control, puck management. But again, they are usually a pretty good team in that regard. But like I said, I predicted that special teams would make the difference in this game, and it absolutely did. And that's definitely going to be something that the Hurricanes need to continue to just keep working at you know I, I know that's a very simple way of saying it but 
don't let your don't get lazy with it. Yeah, you know, obviously Rod Brandmore, Tim Gleason, they're not gonna let that happen. They're they're definitely not the lazy type. But it's just one of those things of in years past the Carolina Hurricanes power play has really struggled. It has. We we all we all know that. We've all yelled at our TVs about it, yelled from the stands about it. We all know it. And it it's one of those things that uh I want the Hurricanes to continually continue to work at and improve on little little tiny areas that you or I may not even notice, but them being the trained professionals, they notice and continue to work at improving and never settle for fifth best in the league, which is where they're at as of recording right now. They're sitting at fifth in the league in power play with a 26.3% rate on that behind Dallas, St. Louis, Edmonton, and Toronto. Never settle for fifth best because, like Ricky Bobby said, if you ain't first, you're last. Thankfully, their penalty kill continues to be absolutely insane, sitting at an 88.6% on the season so far. And great, absolutely great penalty kill. Keep doing all that stuff well, and we know they will. And now we're just going to have to see how things go in Ottawa. I'm very ready for this game. Hurricanes, definitely a revenge game for them. And we will preview that game in the next episode of Locked on Hurricanes. So make sure you rate the show five stars on whatever platform you are listening on. And whatever platform you are on, go make Locked on Bets your second listen of the day. Your daily one-stop shop for all of your sports gambling needs. Hosted by your boy Q with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. And go follow Locked on Hurricanes on Twitter and Instagram at LO underscore Hurricanes. And follow myself on Twitter at Jared Ellis underscore 96. And I will talk to you in the next episode where we preview the game against the Ottawa Senators.